Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. and I hope everybody's having a great day. So this is kind of like a little series on people-pleasing and um, this topic right now that I'm going to talk about is saying I'm sorry and over-apologizing and over-expressing senses of remorse, senses of guilt, senses of um, being sad or basically apologizing for something you can't control. So um, I would say the last few years I have really been attempting to limitate the verbiage of me being sorry for something, especially something I can't control. So I'm going to tell you the story. Um, so one day I was at work and I'm a nurse for those who are just tuning in. I am a nurse. And this time I wasn't working in the emergency room. I was actually working, um, in a step down unit, uh, telemetry unit. And I had a very busy assignment and I had a patient who was waiting to, I believe she was waiting to talk to the doctor. And for whatever reason, it was, um, basically she felt like her care was, um, not being addressed and she felt upset about her stay and she had some issues that she wanted to address. I automatically start apologizing for her situation, telling her that I was sorry and that, um, you know, I was so sorry that she was going through that. And she looked at me straight face and she says, you don't need to be sorry. Stop apologizing. And I said to her, but I'm just so sorry that you're going through this and I'm trying. And she goes, stop. You need to stop apologizing and you need to stop saying you're sorry. There's nothing in this situation that you could have done better. So at that time I was like, Ooh, this lady's feisty. She's fucking a little feisty old lady. And I'm telling you, these old ladies, some of them are really fucking funny. They are so feisty and just so almost like motivating. Like you see them and you're like, what have you been through in your life? What have you gone through to have this sense of confidence, this sense of self-worth, this sense of self-awareness, this sense of knowing how to speak in a way that brings you strength that brings you overall achievements and to brings you um, joy. So I kind of thought about it, you know, of course I have always been, I would say I have always been damn near a people pleaser. 
And when I mean a people pleaser, I mean I had a really hard time saying no. I had a very hard time saying no in the beginning of my career as a nurse. I had a hard time saying no in my personal life. I had a hard time saying no um, in many aspects of my life. Um, And it even goes back to when um, I think I was a teenager. There was a lot of situations that I was placed in that if I would have said no or if I would have addressed my intuitions and if I would have addressed that I wasn't comfortable in a certain situation or if I would have addressed some of the environments that I placed myself in that I probably would have had a different life circumstance and a different almost upbringing But a part of me was a people pleaser and um, I had a hard time saying no. And I also had a hard time, um, uh, you know, especially when I was younger, a lot of peer pressure and not just peer pressure, but a lot of wanting people to like me. I was very, I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted... um, Everybody to think I was cool, everybody to think I was, you know, tough, or everybody to think I was nice, everybody to think I was pretty, everybody to think that they wanted to be around me. Like, I was a total fucking people pleaser. So, of course, this carries on with you as you grow up, as you become an adult, and you try not to let it affect you where you become an enabler because there's a difference between being a people person, a people pleaser, being genuinely nice and being an enabler. And when we're too worried about enabling and we're too worried about making everybody like us and accepting things that aren't right for us, we sometimes take in toxic traits And we will take in toxic abuse and we will take in toxic behaviors and we will carry it off as it's acceptable when it's really not. So with this little moment of my life, when this little perky old lady says to me, stop fucking apologizing for shit you can't control. It kind of like, it really stuck with me and I... And I kind of remember because there's tons of people who I would apologize all day and they would say, oh, it's okay, or you're fine, or, you know, whatever. But for some reason, this, this one, she, the way she said it to me really stuck with me. Like, you need to fucking stop. And she goes, with the profession that you're in, there's stuff that you aren't going to be able to to control and you need to stop apologizing for it. I was like, God damn, she's fucking right. But at the time I didn't really think about it. I thought about it, but I didn't really think about it, you know? So I carried on with my life. (laughs) Can you continue in the work? And I ended up going back to the emergency room 
I left the emergency room that time because um, I wanted 12-hour shifts. And at the time, the emergency room that I worked at didn't have 12. So I ended up going back to the emergency room and working as a nurse. And the emergency room is a very different ball game than um, working on a floor. And the reason why it is is because at the flo- on the floor, you usually have your four patients. And, you know, if you discharge or get an admission, you usually have your four patients. And that's kind of it for the day. You know, you might get some new patients in if you discharge. But um, for the most part, you usually have your, your four. Your four to three, depending on, you know, if it's a critical care unit or ICU, you might have one to two. But you also have family members and you also have the whole dynamics of um, the patient's whole stay. And the emergency room is very fucking different because you have, not only do you have your four patients, but you have the whole emergency room. And while many nurses, you know, um, don't actually, you know, take care of all these patients, but in some ways the whole emergency room is brought on. The energy of the whole emergency room is brought on to you as a nurse and, you know, as a tech, as a whoever it is that works in the emergency room. Because there's many times that the emergency room doesn't stop. You just don't get four patients and you could concentrate on those four and then help your friend out. The emergency room is a constant influx of people, outflux of people, and it's a constant energy shifting uh, department. It's a constant emotional department. It's a constant chaos. It's a constant vibration of something happening. Where maybe if you're working on the floor, the energy's not that high. The level of stress isn't that high. The level of waiting, the level of other people's emotions of feeling that they are um, not being treated or not being um, taken care of because they have to wait. So there is a different type of atmosphere in the emergency room. So I come back to the emergency and I'm working as a nurse and there's many, 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 many days where we're completely full. Um, pre-COVID, we're completely full. And, um, you know, and sometimes I'm in triage and people come up to me and say, you know, I've been waiting here for fucking two hours. What the fuck? You know, and it's like, you know, and I automatically went to the back routine of apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I started noticing I'm fucking apologizing for every fucking thing. Everything. And I said to myself, I need to stop fucking apologizing. I'm not doing this. I'm not making this emergency room busy. I'm just trying to help people. So I decided I'm going to stop saying I'm sorry. I will apologize, address people's concerns if they say, you know, this wait is too long. I will tell them, you know, I hear you that your wait's very long. I understand that you're upset that you're waiting, but unfortunately right now there's nothing I can do. And by taking that little step with it being at work, it started to shift my whole perspective of how I saw it with life. 
with relationships, with enabling, with basically letting people reflect behaviors onto me that weren't 100% mm, I wasn't worthy of or not that I wasn't worthy of but I didn't deserve maybe hostility maybe um, rudeness maybe uh, kind of you know just a perspective of it was my fault when it wasn't my fault so if I'm going to own something, I'll own it. But I can't own other people's behaviors and I can't own other people's misconceptions. So I had to stop letting people put their energy onto me and receiving it. So by that, I limited the I'm sorry. And I also really started to look at situations where a lot of times I was doing stuff that I didn't necessarily want to do. And when you think about that, you think, well, why would you do something you don't want to do? But many of us do it. And we do it unconsciously. Sometimes we do it very consciously. And sometimes we do it because we're trying to people please. And I'm all for like trying to help people out, but I'm not going to switch my life around or change my routine or totally mess up something that I have going because of something else. So a lot of times, like even working overtime and I, I, there's times where I'm like, shit, I really need that fucking money. You know, I could take my ass to work and I can work a, you know, 16 hour shift and I could bring home some good money and pay something off. Or maybe I could stop spending money. So which is it? Which is it? Which is more productive? Because there's something I don't want to do. I don't want to work hell of. But then there's something I do want to do. I want to spend lots of money. Why do I want to spend lots of money? What am I trying to fulfill? If I don't have something that I'm trying to fulfill, then why am I spending money? How come I'm spending money? What am I trying to replace by purchasing clothes, by purchasing um, shoes, by purchasing whatever? How come? And trust me, your girl can spend some money. (laughs) But I'm really trying to get better at it. So when I was first a nurse, I would say yes (laughs) to working fucking overtime like crazy. I was working 16s. People wanted me to switch their shifts for them. I would switch shifts. I would pick up shifts. I was fucking working like nuts. And it didn't really get me anywhere. I mean, yes, I became successful. I've earned money. I've bought cars that I've paid off super fast um, with my husband. We've, you know, successfully have worked to have a good life. But did it make me a millionaire? No. Did it make me anything more than exhausted and tired? 
maybe paid off some bills. Not really. So, and it made me very stressed. So I said, I have to stop working to the point where I feel like I'm breaking. Because that's how sometimes I would feel. I'd feel like I'd get home and I never want to go back to work again. Or I'd feel like I would get home and it was just so much. So much energy. I was just taking in so much energy that I had to let it go. So I said, I'm going to stop picking up shifts. I mean, it was so bad to, I don't even know if if you guys would understand this, but I was in like, um, I guess if you're in the healthcare system, you would, I was in a, um, like an advanced life support class where I'm learning about advanced life support, which is required, which is fucking required for me to have to work in the emergency room. So I'm in a required fucking class, one of the managers my manager comes down from the hospital to the required class and goes, Hey, 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 hey can you come out here? And I'm like, Oh fuck. What the fuck? You know, he goes, do you think after this class you could work? And I'm like, uh, I guess, I mean, I should have said, fuck no. Are you crazy? I got shit to do. But I was like, uh, you know, I was kind of like on the spot. I honestly didn't have anything to do, but I was like, why? What's going on? Oh, we're super short. And um, I'm like, well, I don't have any scrubs. We'll get you scrubs. Okay. You know, and it was like for the fact that the manager, who's a totally nice guy, but knew that I probably wouldn't say no, that he could come down to my class and ask me if I could work extra after my class. Because he knew there was like a 90% chance I wasn't going to say no. And I did. I went, put on scrubs, and went to fucking work. And at that point, did I really want to work? No. But I did. Why? Because I'm a fucking people pleaser. So shit like that, you have to address. Shit like... Okay, and I feel bad sometimes. But I don't feel bad. So I'm sorry, but not sorry. So shit like me having my days completely lined up between the two jobs where I'm on a fucking pattern. And the pattern works for me and I'm doing good with my pattern. And then I have somebody who asks me, can I switch a day with you? And then it fucks up my pattern. So then instead of me being off for the three days or the two days in a row, I'm now on one day, back another day. On one day, back another day. So I used to do it all the time. But recently I said, I'm not doing it. I don't fucking want to. It's fucking my life up. <laughs> well, it's not fucking my life up, but it's making it very inconvenient for me. And I understand that people need days off and I understand that. But I also understand that I shouldn't have to sacrifice my ability to care for myself for others and I know that sounds mean a lot of you guys are gonna say I know that sounds mean oh you mean not really because if it was like a life event like a wedding whatever baby shower or something like that kids sick I don't know something like that something where it's major yeah I'll, I'll I'll help you out But if it's something that's just 
not so major. Sorry, I can't do it. (laughs) And I used to do that shit all the time. People would always ask me to switch with them. And I hate to say it, but come the days that I need somebody to switch with me, guess what? Guess who was having a hard time finding people? Me. So I said, I'm not going to do it. If I don't want to, I'm not going to do it. I am not going to do anything I don't want to do. Well, of course, there's stuff I have to do that I don't want to do. I got to clean my house, do my laundry, go to work, blah, blah. But all that has a purpose. And it's a purpose for me. It's a purpose for my family. It's a purpose for my life to be more easier, more in a flow, more in a better energetic state. But for me to do shit that abrupts it, I'm not doing it no more. And I know it sounds mean, but I don't care. (laughs) And I feel like women, we are such a nurturing group of people. We are so nurturing. We care what other people think about us. We care how we treat others. We want to make sure that everybody's happy and we want to take care of everybody. And a lot of us do this so routinely that we've lost a sense of ourselves. We've lost our abilities to say no. We've lost our abilities to self-care. And we've lost our abilities to make ourselves happy. And by making ourselves happy, we're making the people around us happy. Because let's be honest. Let's really fucking be honest. Would your kids rather have a PlayStation that you paid for or would they rather have a mom who's present who's happy and who's in their lives who talks to them what do you think they would rather have I mean you might say "Hmm, they would rather have a playstation do you really think that do you really think they would rather have a playstation no They would rather have a mom who's present and who's in their lives and is encouraging them. Yes, get them the PlayStation, whatever. But at some point, you have to really address what are you killing yourself for? What are you putting yourself in this rut for? It's not to buy a PlayStation. It's to enable and it's to people please. Because there's been many times my kids have asked me for stuff. And I've just said no. I don't have the money for it. What do you want me to do? No. You'll survive. (laughs) Lord knows I did. I mean, at some point, we have to cut off the enabling. We have to cut off the, the taking care and the nurturing everybody. And start to nurture ourselves. So to how to stop saying I'm sorry and to how to stop apologizing for stuff that you can't control, don't get me wrong. We have to own our actions. If we're doing something that isn't productive, if maybe we're being fucking rude or we're doing something that maybe hurts somebody else's feelings, we do need to apologize and we need to make account to that. But how do we stop saying I'm sorry and stop apologizing for shit we can't control. First of all, we need to address, I can't control this. 
There's nothing I could have done that would have changed the situation. Or there's nothing that I could do that's going to help me to change a situation. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, think about saying, thank you. So instead of saying, like, let's say, I don't know. Let's say there was a huge accident on the freeway. You had drinks with a friend. You're running late. Instead of saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this accident. I'm so fucking late. I'm sorry. Say, thank you for waiting for me. Man, it was a big pile up. You can control it. Let it go. Ask yourself, do you personally think you could have fixed the situation? If you couldn't, don't fucking apologize for it. So how come you're feeling guilty? Like what is making you feel guilty where you have to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fucking nobody wants to hear you're sorry. Well, I mean, they do, but it's not good for you. Also, also, (laughs) there's another thing that I want to say that I used to do, which to many people may be like, oh my God, I would love to do that. But like if people invited me to social events, parties or whatever, and for some reason I didn't want to go, I would always apologize, make up some excuse and tell them, you know, why I can't go, you know, but I was apologizing the whole time. Like if somebody invited me out for drinks and for whatever reason I didn't want to drink or whatever reason I didn't want to go out, I would say, oh, I'm sorry, but I can't because of this and this. So instead of apologizing, I should have said, well, thank you for inviting me. I have to do this this day. Or thank you for inviting me, but I can't on Saturday. But uh, thank you for thinking of me and maybe next time. So I shouldn't be apologizing constantly for something that I can't do just because I don't want to. (laughs) I know that sounds bad, but it's true. And um, there's been situations where I feel that sometimes being a nice person and being a caring person we tend to get taken advantage of. So it could even be like somebody who has a very abusive behavior and they make us feel guilty because they have this abusive behavior and we take it in and we say, I'm causing this. And a lot of women who suffer from domestic violence, who suffer from um, abuse or toxic relationships and men too, not just women, but, and men too, because women can be just as toxic and just as abusive as men. So we turn into this enabler of accepting this behavior. And actually we begin to apologize for our behavior by saying, I'm sorry, I caused this behavior. They're mad because I made them mad. So if I didn't do this, maybe they wouldn't be mad. We can't control how other people react. And while we may provoke it, and some of us might, but we can't control how other people 
react. So for us to say that because of me, this behavior happened, we may have had our, mm, I guess you could say, we may have had our finger in the frosting bowl, but we didn't actually cause the reaction. So we have to be aware and we have to control our own reactions and we have to control our own behaviors and our own situations. So if we are caught in a necessarily toxic behavior or argument, like if we're caught in an argument, there is a time that we have to address and say, okay, maybe it's just better that I walk away from this situation or I take the high road out or I leave it at that and let it boil over or if it's a stranger or automatically don't pursue this type of activity because while we can't control the other person's reaction, we don't know what could happen. So that's where we have to put our intuitions and our, you know, awareness into play, especially with um, situations that do get abusive and do get toxic and do get very rude or condescending. We need to know where we draw the line and either walk away or can stop engaging in that situation or that conversation or that atmosphere. And there's times that all of us can be catty and rude as well. So we should not take that out on other people, which can control a reaction that we can't control. So when we stop apologizing and stop taking in these behaviors, it, ta- it does take time. And there's still times that I still say, I'm sorry, or I start apologizing for shit that I couldn't control, but I feel that I'm more aware of it. And I definitely try to stop doing it as frequently as I was. And I would say my people pleasing has definitely stopped. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do try to people please. Um, like I try to make people happy and I try to be a good person. And I try to, um, you know, lessen the people pleasing um, where it's especially something I don't want to do, but we also need to just take a notion that we are not sorry for certain shit. Like that Beyonce song. Oh my fucking God. Like if you think about that fucking song, that song, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Like for real, she shouldn't be fucking sorry. Jay-Z's over here fucking cheating on her. And who fucking cares if she's going out turning up? Like, he created this mess. I'm sure she, you know, two wrongs don't make a right or, you know, whatever. Or she had some kind of maybe they had, whatever, friction. I don't know their whole relationship. But I'm just saying, why is she apologizing for going out? And that's basically what this song is about. And I feel like so many of us women do that. We just apologize and apologize and apologize. So we need to think of ways that we can stop apologizing for shit we can't control. And I mean, I 
freaking love that song. I had, I'm telling you, that song came out right around a time where I was like tired of people pleasing. I was fucking over it. And I was going to bump that shit as loud as fucking possible because why am I sorry? I'm not sorry. (laughs) But yes, I think everybody should listen to that song a few times. (laughs) So just take a note. There's different ways to express um, other people's emotions. So we can take in like somebody's been waiting for you or let's say you messed up somebody's, you know, clothes or, you know, doing laundry or whatever, and you want to apologize or you want to express, yeah, okay, I fucked up. Do it in a way where you're accepting your mistakes because a lot of people don't like to hear this, but we have our mistakes and we have our failures. We're accepting it. We're addressing it. And we're moving forward. But to continuously saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, is not the right approach. So let me know how you guys think about this. How do you address that you are remorse for or you apologize or you take account for your actions that maybe weren't the best at the moment? Maybe you had actions that weren't the best for someone else at the moment. And you're taking self-awareness about it. How would you address that? Let me know. If you guys are following me on Instagram, send me a message, comment on a photo, whatever. Also, I am going to have a um, more on this topic, you know, just self-care, self-awareness and issues like this and people pleasing and stuff like that. So... Um, it's going to be, you're going to hear it in other podcasts too. I don't know if I'm going to release this podcast first or actually another podcast that I'm doing with, um, someone second. So we will see. I've been having a hard time, um, getting people to be committed to do, uh, podcasts. So it actually, I would love to have a listener on the podcast So if you are a listener and you are interested in podcasting or you are interested in talking about topics, message me. We can get it done. Um, You just have to get the Anchor app because that's the only way I know how to do it um, out of uh, from home. And if you're in a different state or different city or different country, whatever, let me know and we can get it done. Remember to follow me on chakras and cuss words, but it's not and because Instagram don't let you have that and it's chakras dot cuss words, Instagram chakras dot that did did it dot cuss words on Facebook. And I am on TikTok too. And I've been doing little readings here and there, card readings and just, you know, being silly on TikTok. So if uh, you want, follow me on TikTok, Chakras and Cuss Words. And everybody have a great day and stop fucking saying I'm sorry. (laughs) Bye guys.